Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. everyone you're tuning in to the tell it like it is radio show this is pastor bob simons broadcasting live from the tell from the kdix studio dickinson north dakota and we are coming on the am station here in dickinson of course and then through kdix's website and then ultimately through holy ghost radio channel two so it's good to have you with us tonight we um have got people texting already, so I'm going to tell you how you can be part of the program tonight by texting 701-290-7862, 701-290-7862, or you can email me, robertsimons58 at gmail.com, robertsimons58 at gmail.com, and uh, just um, glad to have all of you. We've got a lot of people texting me. We've got, let's see here, we've got... Um, Brother Griffith out in um, Montana, and his brother is with him tonight, sounds like. We've got the Millers listening in Golva, Brother Rose in Sterling, Kentucky, and we've got um, the Sharts listening in Fargo, 
and Casey is listening tonight. The Schulers are listening in Grafton, and we've got um, a guy listening in Minot while he's working. His first name is Guy, Brother Johnson from Mesa, Arizona, tuning in. And so we've got uh, quite a few of you. Please text me if you're listening, 701-290-7862. And um, as I said, this is a live broadcast. This is September, or excuse me, September, March 22nd, 2020. And this is being recorded, this broadcast, and so you can listen to it later on the podcast. Now, I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church right here in Dickinson, North Dakota, and our next service will be Wednesday night at 7.30, like always, and on Sunday mornings, 10 o'clock Sunday school, 11 o'clock worship service. Just letting you know that in Bowman, we have a service on Thursday evenings uh, right on the main street of Bowman, North Dakota, and and then we also have a church start in Beach, North Dakota, but we've been meeting at the Beach Community Center there, and because of the coronavirus, the uh, community center is closed up. So uh, they, they'll they be meeting there in homes in Beach instead. And both of those places, we are wanting to get buildings, and um, and we're working towards that, buildings that we can call our own instead of rented buildings in, in, in Beach and in Bowman. So we've got um, those ways you can... Meet us and be with us. Uh, we've um, had a great church service today, and, and everything went well. So we're excited about that. God's moving in our um, in our assembly here in Dickinson, our fellowship here, and I believe that He's going to continue to move in these days. Now, as many of you know, these are some troubling times. We've got a, a virus, a very contagious. Uh, virus that's much like a very bad flu that is um, kind of immobilizing much of the United States, much of the world. And so uh, I'll be talking about that throughout the program, I suppose. Um, Pastor Bob is trying to live his life as normally as he can, and I know many of you cannot do that. You're, you have been laid off your jobs, and um, businesses have been closed to try to stop the spread of this virus. And so this is a Hard time in the time for people economically, and um, and of course uh, many that are in compromising situation, maybe the elderly and so on, are fearful of the virus itself. And so we're going to be talking about some of that today. Uh, we've got um, just a bunch of people listening here. I don't even know who some of you are. I guess that's a good thing, isn't it? But we've got um, we've got uh, Luke and Regina and Becky listening. Uh, Carl is listening tonight. We've got uh, Melissa, or the Lomans are listening up north of Belfield. We've got the Schmitz and Bismarck listening. Brother and Sister Gubrud are listening. And um, let's see, we've got uh, Sister Blair listening tonight. That's nice. The Mathern family is listening. Um, Justin out in, in the Gulva area, area listening said they had a great service in Newtown. There was a team from our church that went down to hold church in Newtown. And uh, we've got Brother Farron listening. Now, he's one of, that's cool, he's one of, he and his wife are kind of kind of parts of our church. They're, uh, they usually come once a year, sometimes not that often, and preach for us. But he's listening tonight with his wife and his mother. And uh, I, you know what, Brother Farron, I had some of your music lined up next. And so the um, we've got the Willis clan tuned in. And we got somebody said his name's Roy. Roy's here, so that's cool. All right, now tonight, uh, as many of you know, and as many as if you are, you could, you you would have to be completely oblivious to what's going on not to realize that these are extremely interesting days that we're living in. Not only is there the threat of a contagious virus, but but even more so, there's a panic a fear that's going around that um, is scaring people and um, making people really wondering what, what's going to happen next. And I want to say that um, I believe that God is not against us using our heads. Uh, many, many churches in the state did not have services today. I understand that. I really do. There's We, we chose to have service, but also to tell people that are in any any way uncomfortable 
gathering together in a church service to stay at home. And my encouragement to our flock was to pray for the people that let me know they were going to be staying home, um, that texted me or called me. I, I try to tell them to please be in prayer during our service times and be a part of the church service that way. But there again, God wants us to use good hygiene. I noticed when I came in the studio tonight, they have all kinds of of um, disinfectant spray and all kinds of things with notes up. Pastor Bob, when you're done, would you please clean everything up? And I certainly will. God's given us a brain. We've got to use it. This virus is not a joke. Um, there will there will be people that already. I just as the news was on, just as I sat in the studio. 400 people have already died in the United States because of it. So I'm not in the studio to make light of anything like that. Um, but the, um, and I, what I've told our church, if you choose to come to church, it's just like coming to church if the roads are bad. You know, some people want to come. You can't, you can't stop them from coming. Uh, they'll be there no matter what. Because they just want to and they'll risk the bad road. Some people will not. They'll use their head and realize that um, this is dangerous and they're not going. And I believe me, I see the two sides to this thing. So um, be smart. Be sensitive to other people's feelings. I, I know I'm just saying all this stuff maybe for the people in Dickinson right now. Because, you know, if you're listening online or on Holy Ghost Radio, this is a local radio station. Dickinson's a city of about 25,000 people, and we broadcast about an area about 40 miles around here. And, um, you know, in church today, we people weren't shaking hands like we always do. I'm okay with that. I think that's smart. That's a good idea. And so that's not my job to talk about all of that stuff. Uh, it really isn't. But I want you to know that I'm staying very well read on this. Um, I will tell you that I'm going to make a retraction from something I said in church today because I was talking about I wish that government leaders would start publicly praying about this. And do you know that our governor, the governor of North Dakota, did that yesterday to start his his address that he's been, I think, coming every day. I didn't see one today, but he's been. there's a live address that the governor of North Dakota does. And to start that address yesterday, he asked a chaplain – to lead a prayer, and it was a very nice prayer, asking for God's wisdom and protection through this crisis. And um, uh, I just want to give kudos and to the. To, I don't know if the governor's listening tonight, but if he is, um, thank you and keep that up. You know, I believe God listens and God is pleased when public officials call on God, or in this case, ask somebody else to start the meeting, calling on God. And um, I think um, somebody's just texted me, said he did that today as well, that he opened that with prayer. Thank you um, to the governor of North Dakota, and I, I, I'm very, very um, happy about that. I, I remember, I mentioned this in church, but the mayor of Bismarck in 2011, during that terrible threat of the much of the city of Bismarck being flooded, um, possibly the entire south side of Bismarck could have been underwater, the um, the mayor of Bismarck was on KFYR radio every day, and to start out his address, he would he would ask God for the protection of the city, and I I would give me goosebumps when I heard that because no matter what denomination they are, when city officials, state officials, national officials, um, when they do that. Um, I believe God listens to that because they are representing our government. They're representing us and collectively. So, so people are texting me about that right now. The, um, um, the, somebody says every day that he's on at 406, uh, Dave, brother Dave told me this, brother Shart in Fargo, he starts that with prayer every day. Is that what you're saying? Uh, somebody said today's prayer was very nice. Uh, it was beautiful and that's neat. So um, there again, I'm just taking a little time here just to talk about this, what's going on. So I said all that to say, uh, yes, God expects us to use our heads. He, he really does. But he also expects us to trust him. And that's what I'm, that's the business I'm in, is to, to, to get people um, um, motivated to live in a way beyond panic, fear, terror, 
all these things. You know, um, this, this, um, you know, that we are living this, I'm going to say this and, and here again, you're just listening to me. You can do whatever you want with this, but what is going on now is extremely troubling to me in the sense that this virus is bad and there are people that will die from it, but it is not really comparable to some of the things the book of Revelation talks about that will happen on the last days of this earth. And to see the panic from this and how everybody's willing to basically, you know, do whatever people tell them to do, I'm like, this is interesting to me. Let me get right into this. What I'm going to speak about tonight is going to be, I've got some music lined up again by Brother Farron. We'll make listen to some of that. I do have my guitar in the studio. Don't know if I'll get time to play that. But this, um, I want to just get in. Somebody said President Trump also declared last Sunday, the 15th, as a national day of prayer. So that's cool. Um, that is that is very, very cool, too. So, so here again, um, I do think that people are moving in the right direction when they do that. And if you're wondering how I'm doing this, if you just tuned in, people are texting me throughout the program, 701-290-7862. I believe that the key thing we need to do here as a nation is to turn our hearts back to God. And we don't just turn our heart back to God by prayer, although that's a great start. And um, there again, I appreciate those that are, are leading that. But we also turn our back, hearts back to God in a different way. In the book of Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verses 11 through 20, I'm not going to read all of those, but we read how Moses is warning the people. He said, you're going to go into this promised land and, and, some, and, and you're going to prosper there. And in Deuteronomy 8.11, he said, Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God. Now, how would you forget the Lord thy God? He said, Don't do this. Don't forget the Lord thy God. And, and Moses said, In not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, And so let me just stop there in verse 11 of Deuteronomy 8 and say this, that the way that we forget God is that we won't listen to what he tells us to do. You see, when you look at your dollar bill and it says, in God we trust, that's a nice slogan. But if you really are trusting God, you're going to obey him. You're going to do what he says. And let me tell you, it's possible for a people to displease God. Now, this isn't popular, and this isn't uh, something that people want to hear. Because people want to hear that if we just pray to God, that he'll get us out of the mess we're in. But that really is only part of it. We've got to turn back and find out what he says to do, and to do it. You know, this, this, um, let, let me keep reading this here in Deuteronomy 8. Verse 12 said, Lest when thou hast eaten and are full, and hast built goodly houses, and dwelt therein, and then in verse, I'll skip to verse 17, and thou say in thy heart, My power and the might of my hand hath gotten me this wealth. Verse 17, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swear unto thy fathers, as it is this day. And it shall be, if thou do at all forget the Lord thy God, and walk after other gods, and serve them, and worship them, I testify you this day against you this day, that you shall surely perish." As the nations which the Lord destroyed before your face, so shall you perish, because you would not be obedient unto the voice of the Lord your God. So starting out this broadcast tonight, in this very, very interesting time, 
I want to say that that as a nation, I I realize I'm not speaking to the entire nation here. This is a radio broadcast that, you know, I don't know how many are listening tonight. I don't know if there are a thousand people listening tonight. I really don't know. I, I don't really have a way to know that. I know Brother Duran from Holy Ghost Radio kind of has a way to know how many are listening on that. But to the people that are listening tonight, to the influence that I can have, I want to tell you this is the day that we need to find out what God wants and start doing it too. The governor praying every day, I'm excited about it. You know, I, I just kind of found out about it. And I'm excited about that, having somebody lead in prayer every day. Keep this up, Governor. Uh, President Trump, uh, if he's invoking uh, God in his um, speeches and his updates, you know, thank God for that. But there's more to it than that. We've got to find out what God wants and start living that way. You know, I mean... I don't speak about this on the radio a lot, but a baby is a baby. And if you kill a baby when it's three months old or six months old, or if it hasn't come out of the womb yet, it's still a baby. And if it's legal and you think that somehow influences God, it does not. Because God sees everything, you guys. He sees it all. And so our nation needs to turn around and get back to God and his ways. And so this is a time for soul-seeking or soul-searching, for seeking after God with all our hearts. Joel chapter 2, verses 12 and 13, Therefore also now saith the Lord, Turn you even to me with all your heart, and with fasting, and with weeping, and with mourning, and rend your hearts your heart and not your garments, and turn unto the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger, of great kindness, and repenteth him of the evil. <clears throat> and so tonight, this is the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Text me 701-290-7862. I'm going to be talking a little bit about the peace of God coming up. Well, so much for that. My uh had a little technical difficulty playing some of Brother Farron's music tonight. Well, we'll go to we'll go to Plan B here. Try that.
Sometimes it's kind of cool to put a, a great song like that to just a little different melody, and uh, it just kind of, the words are great anyway, but it just kind of sounds neat to do that. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show, good to have all of you listening, lots of listeners tonight. We've got the um, the Joneses listening in Minneapolis, got a lot of good stuff from Dave Shart listening, uh, the Dickies listening north of Belfield, um, I guess the governor of Kentucky has been praying publicly, too. That's cool. And so uh, the, we've got some people. The Woods is listening in Beulah. Joel is listening in St. Cloud. And so if you want to be part of the program, text me 701-290-7862. As I was saying, number one, um, use your head. That's fine. Number two, we need to make sure our nation turns back to God, puts our trust in God. You know, one of the most famous verses in the entire Testament is Second Chronicles 7.14. If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and will heal their land. But verse 13 needs to be read also tonight. We see here the Lord was talking to King Solomon. He had dedicated the temple. And he said that I'm going to pay attention to you. And let me, let me see what verse 13 says. Second Chronicles 7.13 The Lord told Solomon, If I shut up heaven and there be no rain. I don't know if you're aware of this, but one of the worst fires maybe in history happened just last year in Australia. This fire, um, as of January 14th, 2020, burned 46 million acres. Somebody told me that's the size of North Dakota. 46 million acres. And it was burnt or still burning on January 14th of 2020. They estimated that a billion mammals, birds, and reptiles were lost. Um, It's said that entire species of plants and animals may have been wiped out by this bushfire. There There were several deaths Many homes burned. People were living actually on beaches for a while. This um, this was um, an amazing thing. And then it says here in Second Chronicles seven thirteen, if I shut up heaven and there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land. I don't know if you're aware of this, but right now in Somalia. In Kenya, there are 
There's giant swarms of desert locusts. Uh, there was one swarm the size of Manhattan. The swarm was the size of Manhattan. And it destroyed a swath of farmland as big as Oklahoma. In, in Kenya, it said billions strong cloud of insects have eaten through 800 square miles of crops and survived weeks-long spraying campaign. It says, in parts of East Africa, they are destroying some 1.8 million metric tons of vegetation every day. That's enough food to feed 81 million people every day. These swarms originated in, in Oman and Somalia and uh, Yemen. They're desert locusts, the most destructive type of locusts. They've got enormous appetites. They eat their body weight in food every day. The um, Why did I tell you that? Well, Second Chronicles 7.13, if I command the locusts to devour the land, or he said, if I send a pestilence, God said. The coronavirus, <coughs> this virus, this terrible virus, is a pestilence. That's what it is. Just because we understand what something is now and just because we have science to know how it spreads and so on doesn't mean that it's not a pestilence. And so then the Lord said, if I do that, then he said in verse 14, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal, heal their land. Now, this, I got people are really texting me tonight. Um, thank you so much for all of you that are listening. This, what I'm talking about tonight is, number one, to the world in general, we've got to make sure that we turn back to God. Every single one of us personally. Uh, we, we need to. But tonight, to God's people, I want to just say that this is a test. First Peter chapter 1 said in verse 7 that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ, whom having not seen you love, and whom... Though now you see him not, yet believing, you rejoice with joy unspeakable and full of glory. And so this is a test of our faith. It's a test to the believer of what he's going to do. Philippians 4, verse 6 in the Living Bible, the New Living Translation, it says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. You see, this type of thing is a test of what you're going to do. I mean, are you worried you're going to die of this virus that you've not contracted? Are you worried that your job is drying up and you're going to not be able to make your house payment or worse yet? Buy food for your family? Jesus, in his uh, famous discourse in Matthew 5, 6, and 7, he talked about the difference between his followers and those that were not his followers. And he encouraged his followers to put their trust in him. Paul said the same thing in Philippians 4, 6, be careful for nothing. Don't worry about anything. But pray about everything. I'll keep reading the New Living Translation. It says, tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. You see, we should be thinking differently than those that have no hope. 
you know, you can be a practical, like you could be a practical Christian, for instance, where you live out your faith in a practical way. But you could be a practical atheist, too. You can say you believe in God, but you can act like you don't. You can say you believe that God is, uh, is a, uh, is, is watching you and helping you, and you can say all those things, but you don't really believe it. And it can be told by your panic level. It can be told by your anxiety level. It can be told by, um, you know, just right now, this world is under a lot of mental stress. But God's people should be shining like lights at this time. And when this thing, if this thing settles down, if this is not the um, catalyst for the book of Revelation end times, then it could be. I'm not trying to scare you, but I'm just telling you, this very well could be. But if it's not, and in a month this thing is blown over, I would hope that the true believers would have shined through this time to the point where people say, that's who I want to hang out with. Because when everything is shaken, their faith isn't shaken. You see, uh, let me read that Living Bible verse again, Philippians 4, 6, and 7, New Living Translation. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. This is not a time to be afraid. This is a time to believe in God and to believe what he's doing. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Distractions come and they try to steal my prey. 
that's uh, evangelist Bill Farron and uh, CD he put out about a year ago. It is good, good CD, and that song fits perfect tonight. The Captain, it's called. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. A lot of people texting me tonight. Good to have you listening. Got a lot of scripture coming in through my uh, texts. Um, we, I want to just uh, say hello to Sister Brett's listening in Kildare. Um, we've got um, other people I don't know who they are. We've got a man named Victor in Louisiana listening tonight. Um, we got Caitlin listening up in Minot. Uh, Brother Griff texted me the scripture, Psalm thirty-three, twelve: Blessed is the nation. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Got so much stuff from Dave Shart, I can't even read it all here. But he is he is on fire and uh, excited about what I'm talking about. He got a lot of stuff here. Good, just good, good stuff. This what's going on with this coronavirus is a opportunity for us to reach our world. Um, you know, just uh, the peace of God that passes all understanding can be passed on to others, and um, uh, that's so so true. We've got a lady named Dakota listening tonight. Philip is listening, and um, just so many others. Thank you for all this communication. Keep texting me, 701-290-7862. Talking about that there are two problems going on, maybe three. Uh, number one is a, a deadly virus that's contagious. Number two is the panic about it. And number three, of course, if as far as an American, possibly it looks like, it seems like some of our rights are being violated, and that's not my job to talk about that on the air. But, but anyway... Uh, that maybe that will leave that for the politicians to to hash out afterwards. But number two is what I want to talk about mainly tonight: that that we should not be worried about this as Christians. Number one, if if Pastor Rob gets the virus, I'm 61. They say that I'm in the age group that you don't want to get the virus. I, I will tell you, I'm not afraid of getting the virus. I'm not worried about getting the virus. It doesn't bother me. Um, I have lived such a full life at this point. I have, I have, I have been so many places, seen so many things, experienced so many things. I, I've uh, been baptized in the name of Jesus. I've received the gift of the Holy Spirit, evidenced by speaking in other tongues. I've, I've, um, I've, I've been instrumental uh, in jail ministries, and I've got a lot of friends that I've met over the years. In fact, right now we're not allowed to go in our jails because because of this threat of the virus, and I understand that. But I really miss going there. This is not I'm not used to this. I I've been going to to jails and youth prisons and so on since I've been about 24 years old. So maybe 23 years old, maybe 37 years. No, 27 years I've been doing. No, 37 years I've been doing that, and I love it. So I'm not, you know, if I if I found out I had a month to live, I don't know if I'd be that sad or not. You know, I love my wife dearly; I'd miss her. But, but I mean, I've lived a full life. I've I've lived more life, I think, because I didn't have a TV set in my la- in my home these last forty years. I think I've lived more life than most of you have lived, because the average person watches about four hours of that a day, and I was living my life. Um, you know, just not watching other people live theirs. And I said all that to say that I, so I, I'm not worried about that. But when I see other people so worried about so many things, it, it does bother me. Romans chapter 15 and verse 13 in the New Living Translation says, I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him in other words this hope and joy and peace that christians should have come they come to us because we trust in him you have to decide to do that it's kind of like a child who whose dad says uh, settle down everything's going to be all right quit your crying settle down and that child puts their trust in their father or mother. And when that happens, uh, they're at peace. That's, a, that's an example of what God can do, but, 
kind of a weak example in the sense that our earthly fathers and mothers can only do so much. But we have a father that when we put our trust in him, it pleases him and he'll take us through. Now, does that mean that I won't get the coronavirus? No, that doesn't mean that. But what it means is if I get it and I die from it, that that's the will of God. Folks, I got to die from something. I'm going to die from something. You know, 10 years ago or whatever it was, I could have easily been killed on my motorcycle. You know, I, I hit a car just about head on going 50, 55 miles an hour. The car turned in front of me and I, I just, my wife and I, she was on the back of the bike. She flew out. We still don't know what happened, how she got over the top of me. She had her skirt on sliding down the highway, you know. Funny, she had a leg left when she got up. She came running back to me. I was out cold, blood coming out of my ear, blood coming out of my boot. She didn't know what was wrong with me. You see, that would have been an easy way to die. I didn't even know what hit me. But I'm, I'm, you know what? I didn't die. And I, and I, so when I came to, I was thinking, I must still be around for a reason. And I'm still around for a reason. And I'll be around for a reason until God's done with Pastor Bob. That's the confidence I have. That's the confidence I want you to have. You know, this, um, you know, you know, I'm getting people texting me good stuff. You know, uh, what about the healing power of God? What about that? What about the protective power of God? You know, uh, the Bible says, by his stripes we are healed. Mark 16, these signs shall follow them that believe. It not only says they should cast out devils and speak with new tongues, but it says they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. 2 Timothy 1.7, Brother Griffith is my my onboard um, Bible scholar tonight. He's a cool guy out in Great Falls, Montana. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Think about that. That sound mind, that means use your head, wash your hands, and and um, don't sneeze on everybody. You know, he's given us some sense. Exactly. But he's also not given us a spirit of fear, but he's given us a spirit of power and of love and of a sound mind. I'm trying to encourage you tonight, if you're a a non-Christian, I'm encouraging you, this is the time, this isn't the time to play games. Get right with God. If you're a backslider, get right with God. This isn't time for uh, rebellion. This isn't time for nitpicking your other brothers and sisters. You know what? I'm not going to nit. We we chose to have church today, and we're planning on continuing our regular services. I've got dear brothers, dear pastor friends of mine that did not have church today. They went, did it online. They they did it through, you know, some kind of phone thing. God bless you, you know, whichever way you did it. Whichever way you felt God leading you to do it, you know, this is not time for me to fight with my brothers. You know, this is time for us to pull together. And I'm asking you not to criticize me, too. But I'm not going to criticize you. I'm not going to do it. I won't do it. In fact, if I hear it being done, I'm going to try to stop it. Because, um, you know, we've got, we've got two ways to look at this coronavirus uh, pandemic issue. And one way, of course, is we're going to just isolate and try to stop the spread of it that way, which I, I'm fine with, but we've decided to continue holding services here in, in Dickinson. But many, many of my pastor friends have decided to do it a different way. You know, I love them. God bless them. They're pastoring the churches, the cities they live in. They know what's best. That's what I feel. Oh, so many things I want to say tonight. So many things, so little time. Psalm 20 and verse 7. Some trust in chariots, some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. 
It displeases God when you're fearful. It displeases God when you're worried about things. There are things. Jesus said, he told us, we can worry about today. That's what he said. There's enough trouble today to keep you worried. Don't worry about tomorrow, he said, but you can worry about today. You can, If the mountain lion is chasing you down the path, you can worry about that. But don't worry about the mountain lion maybe chasing you down the path. That's where we need to draw the line on worry. And that type of needless worry is the kind of worry that God's against for his, his people. He's against it. Now, if you're not one of God's people and you're an atheist or an agnostic, You've got plenty of things to worry about because this life is all you got. But if you're one of God's children, I'm encouraging you today, put your trust, remember the name of the Lord our God. That's what we need to do. We need to remember the name of the Lord our God. Boy, I'm getting so much good encouragement tonight. Um, the... Um, uh, uh, fear not is a commandment. I, that's true. How many of you have never done that, though? <laughs> the uh, people are texting me. Uh, Carl said, you're preaching about the same stuff I'm thinking about. And uh, good, because I think this is what we ought to be thinking about. You know, you know, we... Um, this is the time to memorize Scripture. This is the time to pray. This This is the time... To uh, reach out to your to, to your brothers and sisters, this is the time to to seek after God. If you don't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, this is the time to seek after the Holy Spirit. If you do have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, this is the time to pray in the Spirit. You see, uh, things like this wake us up from our lethargic attitudes. It's kind of that stuff I was reading in the book of Deuteronomy to start the program out. He said that there's going to come a day you're living in these good houses and you're going to be fat and eating everything you want, you know, whatever you want to eat. And you want a steak tonight, you want chicken tonight, you want pork chops tonight, whatever you want. Just eat whatever. He said there'll come a time when you think you'll forget the Lord thy God and you'll think you did it. You'll think we're, we're America, we're hardworking, we did it. Let me tell you this, folks. There's a lot of hardworking people all over this world that don't have what we have. You better start giving God a little credit for some things. You know, you you really should. Because, hey, Philippians 4, 6, and 7, Brother Paul, I've been reading that out of a different version tonight. Let me read it out of the King James. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God, and the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. It's not a time to be afraid, not time to forget who we are. You know, the Bible says, Jesus said, every hair of your head is numbered. If God knows how many hair is on your head, some of you don't have much. But if God knows every hair on your head, don't you think he knows what a coronavirus looks like? <laughs> sure he does. Well, I'm going to just give you a little information tonight. Let's see, where am I at here? There we go. As I mentioned, Tuesday night, our service in Beach at the Beach Community Center will be held in someone's home because the Beach Community Center is closed. And uh, so we can't meet there. Wednesday night, 501 Elks Drive will be our midweek service here in Dickinson, North Dakota, New Life Pentecostal Church. We have a special speaker. He's a pastor from another city that will be speaking. Uh, pastor Burling will be speaking here on Wednesday night. And that was something we had scheduled for quite a while. And we are going to just keep our regular services at this point. On, on Thursday night in Bowman, the uh, Cornerstone Church right on Main Street in Bowman. We've got a little storefront building that we rent there. Pastor Springer, Brother Springer is the man starting that work. And as I said, our church in Bowman, our church in Beach, uh, we will be moving uh, 
hopefully sooner than later to purchase buildings there and start holding Sunday services there right now. We just have midweek services. I haven't got a text from Yvonne tonight <coughs> from Bowman. She usually t- usually texts me to let me know she's listening. But um, the um, uh, we've got, and then on Sundays, 10 o'clock Sunday school at the New Life Pentecostal Church, and 11 o'clock is our worship service. That's what's coming up. That's our next service times. Um, we'd love to meet you. We'd love to pray with you. We are trying, as a church, trying to be conscious of health issues, so we're not, you know, shaking hands or, you know, we're trying to, um, we're trying to, uh, you know, be, uh, use our heads, you know, walk with a sound mind, so on, like th- things like that. Um, so that's how to get a hold of us during the week. You know, um, just let me encourage you that this is the time to press on. This is the time, uh, I'm trying to myself personally live my life as normally as I can. Um, I own a business where I'm still able to keep working. I'm, besides being a pastor, I have a construction business at this point that's not shut down, and I'm sure that it won't be. I'm guessing it won't be, and there's no reason for it to be. And so I'm thankful for that, and I do feel bad for some of you that are out of work because of this thing. I really, really feel bad. Many people are living paycheck to paycheck, and this is going to be a terrible, terrible time for some of you financially. But um, if you do have the time off, this is the time to seek after God. This is the time for prayer. This is the time for Bible study. This is the time, you know, for um, making melody in your heart, singing spiritual songs to the Lord. Uh, this, this, we have time. Some of you have time. You haven't had this time before. This is the time to, to really seek God. Like I said, the people that have chosen not to attend our services, I've asked them to spend that time praying, praying not only for the service that's in, in process or in progress, but also praying for our nation and praying for God to bring people into his kingdom. Lord Jesus, tonight I just pray over our city, over our area. God, I pray for the people, Lord, tonight that they, if they're, they are walking in fear, that this fear will bring them to you and also the people that are your people, that this will bring them to a seriousness about seeking after you, reaching our world, turning our world around. Lord, we know ultimately that you have the answer for this, for every aspect of this. And I just pray tonight that you'll do a work in the lives of the people. In Jesus' name. Pastor Bob signing off. Uh, as I say, Wednesday night is our next service. 501 Elks Drive. I'm going to finish this not with our standard song, but this is a Brother Bill Farron song, and it fits very good. And the song is Selah. God bless you. Talk to you again on the radio next Sunday night, 806 Mountain Time.
Coming back real soon Don't know just when it could be Morning, night, or noon Jesus is coming back As a thief in the night Before he does, my friend You better make things right Fall above the clouds We'll live on high No more sickness, no more tears We'll never have to die what it means to me That's what it means to me That's what it means to me That's what it means to me Even so come quickly Lord Jesus Even so come quickly Lord Jesus even so come quickly, Lord Jesus. Even so come quickly, Lord Jesus. You better make things right. We just might leave tonight. You better get rid of your sin. Allow the Holy Ghost to come in. Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.